Alright guys, welcome back to the Ellery Davidson podcast. Today, I am providing you with an insight on what it is like to be a competitive skier, as well as the ultimate Utah ski guide. Utah is home to 10 world-class ski resorts. And Salt Lake City is known for its resorts and even hosted the 2002 Winter Olympic Games. The Utah economy thrives off of its easily accessible and widely popular mountain terrain. Because of this, there is an extremely prominent community of both skiers and snowboarders that reside in the Salt Lake area, ranging from beginner college athletes to pro Olympic athletes. Today, we hear from several athletes on their experience as competitive skiers, the process of competing, and their tips and tricks. Whether you're a visitor or a beginning snow rider, it can be challenging navigating which resorts may be best for you or where you will have the best time. In order to provide you with the best possible opinions and ensure you have a successful trip, I've gathered the ski and snowboard experts to create the ultimate Utah Ski Guide. Ella is a Utah-born competitive skier who has various experience competing all over the world. She has skied several different terrains, mountain ranges, and faced many obstacles when it comes to overcoming injuries and defying stereotypes. Ella shares the ins and outs of being a competitive skier, the preparation processes, thoughts on Utah ski culture, and her personal guide to the best resorts and runs that Utah has to offer. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hello. So where are you from? So I grew up in Orem, Utah. Um, I started racing for Sundance when I was about eight years old, and I raced for them for about seven years, and then I switched over to Snowbird's team when I was 16 and raced for them for three years um, on the fifth circuit. Um, I just started racing for fun to do it with my cousins, but like literally fell in love with it and got super competitive. I like did high school online to be able to travel to compete and train every day and then also did college partially. So Ella, going back to your competitive ski days, what did a typical training routine look like for you during the competitive season? What time were you waking up in the morning? How often were you traveling? So it would depend on the day. Um, usually we would have two to three early morning sessions a week, um, followed by an, another session. So the day was kind of split into three sessions, early morning, morning or afternoon sessions. And you would do like one to two sessions every day of the week. And then you'd pick one day to have off. So that was like a normal training schedule, um, about six days a week, um, about three to seven hours a day. And then we were traveling about every other weekend mostly just around the Western United States um, to compete on the fifth circuit that resorts were hosting around here. Ella, you've obviously traveled a lot with your competitive skiing history. Are there specific challenges you face when skiing in these varied environments? Um, yeah, there's definitely a different race environments each resort in different states have different snow conditions so you really had to know the snow conditions in order to prep your skis properly and also just a lot of places are more icy than others especially on the wasatch front here we get a lot of snow and it's a lot drier and so we don't have as much ice here so we don't train on ice very much so traveling to places that did have really icy conditions were sometimes more challenging 
for us rather than some of the Europeans and people from the East Coast coming to race the ice conditions because they're a lot more used to that. So just different. We have different strengths. Like if a course was really rutted out or had, there was a lot of snow, like we kind of would thrive more just because that's the conditions we're more used to versus like the icier, more bulletproof snow type of conditions. So just depending on where you're at, the water content and the snow varies a lot, which changes the way you prep and the way you ski in a competition. And when you're competing, do you have any type of pre-race rituals, things that you had to have, products or thoughts, music, kind of get you in the mindset? Uh, definitely. I definitely had all my pre-race rituals. I had really specific like socks I would wear for race days, <laughs> um, which elaborate. I just had like lucky socks. <laughs> I had this for biking too, but I have like a lucky pair of socks. They're like the same. I have like two pairs. And then um, my like warm up routine was like the most specific. I had like a really specific warm up routine. Um, I had a different one for tech events and speed events that would warm up either your fast switch muscles or like your more explosive muscles that are like and different, just different muscles. So I had a really specific one for tech events, warming up your core and a lot more jumpy. And then um, for speed events, it was a little bit slower type of warm up. And then I had a really specific um, movement I would do in the start gate. I would like, this is so <laughs> specific, but I would like tap my hands together twice. I would take like a big sumo breath. I would like tap my poles, take another breath. And then I would always smile. And then that's when I would kick out of the gate. So it's like this whole like sequence oh, I would do yeah. before every single competition that like just resets your mind and it puts you in like competition mindset. And then I would always smile because I'm there to have fun and I love racing. So I always right. wanted to remind myself of that. So it was never like a super stressful experience. What, how did you kind of find out that that ritual worked for you? Um, well, I was like doing like every race you go to, you do like probably like four different starts like four to six starts per race. So, and then that's every other weekend. So I was doing like, so, so many times, but that's just like what I liked. I liked the movement of like the sumo breath, like really like makes your body like feel big and like kind of like gives you like that level of confidence. And then just like the quick punching your hands together, kind of just like reins in your emotions and then just like the breathing. And then like, it just focused me in. So that was like my really specific pre-race ritual. I then, love that. I love that. So Ella, tell us, because you started competitive skiing at such a young age, how do you think that affected your childhood and made you into the person you are today? Uh, that's a great question. So I started getting really competitive with skiing at around the ages 12 and 13. Um, that's kind of in like the racing circuit when you have to start traveling pretty far for competitions. And that just like entails a lot with like, it affected my social life a lot because I was traveling so much and like training such early mornings and so consistently. So I feel like I just always remember as a kid, like really trying to, like, I felt like I was, I never felt like I was sacrificing because this is what I loved and enjoyed doing. So I never felt like a burden or sacrifice to me, but I was didn't have much of a social life in the winter. I would always like, my friends would always joke with me that I like would like disappear for the winter, that like I prioritized <laughs> skiing over them, which I did, like that was 100% true. And like any guy that was interested in me and like at that age, I was like, 
I need to focus on skiing. Like, <laughs> I friend zoned so many people with that line, which was amazing. But um, I really do feel like, though, having that at a young age really taught me how to prioritize and affected my discipline because I was able to really prioritize something that I was so passionate about and be able to work towards that and train and just really prioritize that and my health and my sleep and like try to balance that also with the social life. So I felt like I learned a lot of time management. I learned a lot of just hard work and consistency and just how to train and master like a sport, which I think is such an important skill. And I really feel like it shaped me into the person I am today. It taught me so much like mental strength and just being able to be like that I can do anything. So I think that was super important. And I gained so much confidence in myself at that time in my life through my like strong pursuit of skiing. Those are really valuable skills to learn at such a young age. I think that can really drastically impact, honestly, the shape of people's lives. So I'm glad that you had that experience. Thank you. Ella, you know, we have such a great ski and snowboard community here in Utah. We have over 15 ski resorts. A lot of them are like a 30-minute drive max from the University of Utah. Um, in your opinion, how would you describe the ski and snowboard community in Utah? Well, I just love the ski and snowboard community of Utah. I think it's such an amazing community to be a part of as I've like grown up in it. Um, I feel like it's a really, really supportive and like stoked community. And it's such an amazing way to meet so many different people from like a variety of like different walks of life because like almost everyone here skis. And also it's so interesting because each resort has its like completely own like vibe of people and stereotype and there's different communities like within each resort and within each like college and like that ski and different clubs. So there's so many levels of the community, but just as a whole, I just love it because I feel like it just adds, adds so much depth to Utah and like our community of outdoors here. What do you think Utah could do better to improve its ski community? Um, I think that especially in the female ski community, I feel like, and in general, I feel like people, there's a lot of judgment. Um, and like a lot of, some people have like their elitist mindset, which is just really prevalent in like the ski community in the world, just because it is such like an expensive sport. But I feel like that kind of, like leaks into everyone's mindset like people are always judging people who are not as good at skiing or who like don't have the right equipment that they don't think is like good enough or like who like are not like the typical like coolest like skier that fit their like stereotypes so I just think if the ski community was more accepting um I think that's something that they could really improve on and just being less like judgmental and elitist what is your favorite resort in Utah and what is your most favorite run in Utah? Um, my favorite resort is probably Snowbird. Um, I've spent a ton of time there. I think they have amazing terrain, amazing community, and just overall, obviously amazing snow. Um, at Snowbird, my favorite run is probably the Cirque. It's just such a cool piece of terrain. Like you kind of traverse on the Cirque and there's like, a ton of different shoots you can do. 
Um, so it's just a really cool piece of terrain. They have a snowboard that's really unique, like the tram goes right over it. So that's probably my favorite. Thank you so much, Ella. This was so fun. I'm so glad you could join us. Coco is a pro freeride skier who has ruled the Park City Mountains since the age of two. She shares her tips and tricks and tells us all the resorts that you're going to want to be at this winter. Coco, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, all right. So I grew up in Park City, Utah. As soon as I could walk, my dad put me on skis. My parents actually moved to Park City for the skiing culture. Um, and skiing was a huge part of my life. I was put in after school, mini ski teams in elementary school. And then I started doing Wasatch Freestyle, which is a team based out of Deer Valley, I think in eighth grade. And I did that from eighth to ninth and like a little bit of, no, it was, sorry, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, and then a little bit into 10th grade, but then I got injured. And then I've just been skiing for fun since. What does being on the Wasatch Freeride team entail? Uh, great question. It was you, it was every Saturday, Sunday, and sometimes Fridays, if you could get out of school and you'd wake up at 7 a.m., be at Deer Valley, put all your stuff down in the garage, get changed, and then we'd go up to the bottom of Wasatch Lift and warm up. So, that way you'd stretch in your ski boots and our coach would make us run in ski boots. It was so funny. <laughs> and then um, you get split up with different coaches. So uh, Wasatch Freestyle, some of the kids, um, because it's Deer Valley, some of the kids were very mogul-based. So you could go with the moguls coach. And actually some of the kids who did that are on the U.S. team now, like Charlie Nickel, which is cool. But anyways... So you get to go with the coach and they just teach you how to ski all types of terrain. So you go with the coach for the day and they'd, you know, you'd run circuits with them. Like you have to put a dollar bill between your legs and ski down the whole run with the dollar bill between your legs. Or you, they make you do conditioning or they take you up the chute so you'd have to hike up. It's just about skiing all types of terrain and learning how to ski all types of terrain. So on the topic of terrain, Coco, how do you adapt your skiing style to different weather conditions and types of terrain. Well, it's kind of similar to driving. Slow down. Like if you can't see, your I just I guess speed is the biggest thing. All speed is the key, man. Speed is what I'll change. <laughs> conditions are bad. I'll go slower. Okay. Coco, is there a tip that you would give to skiers starting out? Um, like, what's your number one tip? I'd say. Don't be afraid to fall like you're going to fall. Even I fall still. And I think, you know, it's you have to find that balance of with skiing, it's like powder days. If you go too slow, you're not going to, you're going to sink. But if you go too fast, then you're going to tumble. Like you have to find that balance. And I think it's an important thing with skiing to just trust yourself and know that you know, it's, it takes hard work like anything. And, you know, it's, it's something that no one is going to just magically be comfortable with. Like right. who is comfortable with these clunky boots flying down an icy mountain? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like it just, it's, 
you're, it's going to take time and practice and consistency like anything else and to just put the time in and, you know, don't be too afraid to push it at times. Like you have to push the limits to then find the exact center. And Coco, what is your number one resort in Utah and your favorite run in Utah? Um, that's hard. So my favorite resort right now is Alta Snowbird. Um, I'd say probably Alta right now. I just, I really love their terrain and they have a ton of it and it's just, it's fun. And I love the skiers there. They've push me to be better skiers they're all amazing um but my favorite run is actually at brighton and it's off you have to duck the ropes off of great western and it's because of the amount of memories it's called hidden canyon the amount of memories i have with some of the people that i've been fortunate enough to ski with um especially my sophomore year are just unbeatable and the amount of powder days we had in that canyon and watching people try to throw their first backflips or just you know progressing with my friends and I just I love that canyon it has so many great memories and we even camp there in the summer and so I think it's just really cool because of the amount of memories I have. Well Coco thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. The ski culture can differ from state to state. Henry discusses the different states he has lived and skied in and how they compare to each other. Henry is a competitive skier and student athlete here at the University of Utah. He's a great example of a well-rounded skier and his opinions will ensure to help you plan your best ski trip yet. I'm here with Henry McCausland. Henry, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So Henry, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm a senior at the U. I'm studying kinesiology. And where are you from? And I'm from Wisconsin. And so you grew up doing competitive skiing in Wisconsin. Tell us kind of what was that like? When did you start doing that? What did you compete? Um, so I started skiing when I was two. And then I didn't get into competitive skiing until I was a freshman in high school. And that's when I started racing. So I competed in slalom, GS, and Super G all throughout high school. For the people who aren't skiers and don't know what that means, can you explain what those events are? Um, so it's basically just a race from top to bottom uh, of the mountain, depending on the course. And... You're just going through the gates and in between the gates, basically, is the easiest way to put it. Interesting. How many uh, bad falls have you had throughout that? Uh, I've, I've had a decent amount of bad <laughs> Fair falls. Fair sure. Yeah. <laughs> what does your typical training routine look like during the competitive season? So I would do my own workouts, but with the ski team, I would do two practices a week at a, a private ski hill, and then we would compete against other schools once a week. So in a place like Wisconsin, are the ski teams through the high schools, the middle schools, or are you doing them through the resorts? The ski teams are both. It can be through the high school, which is what I did. Okay. And then you can also have club teams, which is through resorts, and that's 
a higher level of competing, I guess. Okay, interesting. And so what you did with high school, is it type of like a varsity JV type of situation or how do you make the team? Yeah, so you try out and then there's a varsity and JV team. What team were you on, Henry? I was on varsity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I made it. As you should be. <laughs> um, can you share with us a memorable experience or achievement in your skiing career that stands out to you? I think the one memorable achievement was we got second at state in our school um, my senior year, which was nice because it was my last year skiing. And we got second, so that was nice as a team. You kind of got to go out on, like, a high note, which is yeah. always fun. Yeah. So how does the, like, the skiing style and, like, the different weather conditions of Utah and Wisconsin affect the way you ski? Um, Wisconsin is not great conditions. It's mostly uh, man-made snow. Most of the year, you're kind of just skiing on, like, half ice. So skiing on that was tough in high school in the park and racing. And then coming out to Utah, it's really nice having like actual snow and a nice solid base throughout the whole year. Um, so has there been any type of challenges that you've faced when skiing? Have you ever come close to being in an avalanche or got stuck in some tricky terrain? Utah kind of has some treacherous terrain. Um. I have gotten stuck in the woods before in Montana, and I had a group of people with me that were younger than me. So that was kind of scary because it was closed. The resort was closing soon, and I had to like get all the kids out of there. And then I also broke my collarbone skiing sophomore year, which ended my season early into the season. So that kind of sucked. Oh, that's so gnarly. You've been in Utah now for three or four years. Um, if you were to kind of help a new person who's getting into the ski snowboard community here in Utah, what is like the best ski resort to start off at as a beginner? As a beginner, um, I would probably start off with something with easier terrain like brain or solitude just to like get the basics down and they have easy groomers and then you can kind of start going to Alta or Snowbird which is a little steeper. A little bit of a rougher terrain. That's what I would recommend yeah. Okay and if you could describe what the ski and snowboard community is like here in Utah how would you describe it because it's it's so prominent here there's almost everyone does it. I feel like it's a big community here, yeah. but it's also very specific. So how would you describe it? Um, I would just say it's like, it's an awesome community to like be a part of everyone, like everyone you meet here at the U and at the ski resorts is super cool. I've met a ton of great people through skiing here. So I just, it's an awesome community. I'm glad that I came out here. What do you think Utah could do better to improve its ski and snowboard community? I would just say for like college kids making it e like easier to access, like it, the price of skiing and snowboarding right. is so high, like especially as a college student, that it's hard to like find time and money to do it. How many pairs of skis do you own? Uh, I have 
three right now. I'm getting my fourth. Oh, racking right. them up. Yeah, I'm racking them up. What's the difference between the three or four of them? Well, I guess I have more in Wisconsin. So I have my race skis in Wisconsin. But out here, I just have two park skis and one pow ski. And I'm getting a new pow ski this season. Is your favorite resort in Utah as like a super well-rounded high-level skier i would have to say alta it's just got so much terrain and like fun stuff all around the mountain that it's got to be alta is there a specific run um yeah so it's like wild the wildcat lift is a two-person lift and the whole way down they have like man-made jumps throughout the season that people build and it's just jumps like all the way down and cliffs it's fun wildcat yeah, wildcat. Wildcat. Okay. Yeah, that's the lift. Okay, that's yeah. what you take to find it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if you're really good, you're looking for that <laughs> tough terrain, you want a challenge, you want some jumps, you just head up wildcat at Alta. Exactly. Thank you so much for doing this today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, go Utes. Go Utes. And there you have it, fellow powder enthusiasts. From the exhilarating slopes of the Wasatch Rain to the pristine landscapes of Park Steady, we've unraveled the thrilling tapestry that makes skiing in Utah an unrivaled experience. As we bid farewell to this snowy adventure, remember that Utah isn't just a destination. It's a winter wonderland waiting to be explored. So whether you're a seasoned shredder or a snow bunny taking your first leap into the powder, Utah welcomes you with open arms and endless trails. Thank you for tuning in to the Ellery Davidson podcast, where the passion for powder meets the thrill of the slopes. Until next time, may your turns be sharp, your powder days endless, and your ski adventures in Utah unforgettable.